0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Yass FM. You're with Kath Kovac on the Women's Voices show this morning. And so, this morning on Women's Voices, I am talking to a Yass local, which makes a little change. We're very often talking to people from all over the country. But my guest today, Melissa de Jong, is uh, living in Yass. Not a LA, not a Yass local, as I just found out. She's um, originally moved here from California and from Israel, which I thought was quite interesting. So we might chat to Mel a little bit about that too. But the reason that Mel has come on my show this morning is because I would like to talk to her about her wellness healing work uh, in the area of Reiki and other areas. And also because Melissa is holding a fantastic wellness event uh, in the local area coming up. So we will also talk about that this hour as well. So good morning, Mel. Thanks for coming on.
1: Good morning, Kath. Thank you. How are you going this morning? Yep, good. Ready, excited, excited to tap into all the things that make me excited to get up in the morning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. It's very good to have the thing, have things to make you want to get up in the morning, isn't it? It's a vital part of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) And you really miss it when you don't have it. Um, So, Mel, uh, tell me a little bit about what it is that you do in your business so that I know that you do um, Reiki, which you might explain to people a little bit about what and how you do that. And also all the other things you do.
1: Sure. So Reiki was my, I would suppose my open entry into this world. So, when you're attuned to Reiki, you kind of switch into this frequency that opens you more to, you know, the things beyond this 3D world. So it's just being a little bit more in touch with the the quiet messages that kind of exist in the space of the universe. Uh, now, Reiki as a healing modality actually works with your energy, and your energy as you experience it in your real world would be really those feelings that you get, you know, like Kath, I'm sure you've had this experience when you walk into a room and somebody maybe has just had an argument. Can you feel it?
0: Mm, yeah, you can sort of sense it, you it know, tension. You in can the air.
1: sense it. Yeah. Or if you walk into a building and you might have a weird feeling, right? Mm so this is really that concept of this quieter language that is there for us, but is quite hard to listen to because our, our lives are so full and busy. But that's essentially the same way that our body takes in energy. So we go through so many events in our every single day. Right. We talk to partners. We talk to our colleagues. We deal with, you know, we're constantly problem solving. Right. Like and all of that stuff creates the quality of energy and that quality of energy actually sticks in your body. Now, there is like this whole field of study and actually um, Lisa Hill is also one of the local practitioners and she'll also be at my event. But she does psychosomatic work, which is essentially the expression of your body, you know, because of these emotional experiences that you've had in your life. So it's a whole nother field of study, and maybe one day I'll get there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, at at the moment, what I can do when someone comes onto the Reiki table, this energy, it really has the quality of love. So if you're talking about, you know, frequencies or vibrations, then it really is aligned with how love feels. Uh, The Reiki that I do is called Kundalini Reiki, which really is more like the qualities of Mother Earth. So it's a lot more grounded. I'm actually incredibly practical (laughs) and logical person. (laughs) So for me to work with, you know, the Earth feels a lot more comfortable than, say, somebody who might work with like the angels and does like angel Reiki, which is totally a thing. So oh, well, my, I do not know yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, There's all these different qualities of energy that you work with and what you're drawn to is kind of what you're you know, what works for you. So I like to have my feet on the ground. I'm very grounded, very practical, very logical. Things have to make sense to me and I have to have real experience of things in order to give them any credibility. I'm sure you feel much the same, mm, Kathy. Mm. So yeah. So what
0: does a what does a Reiki yeah. session yeah. with you kind yeah. of look like?
1: Yes, yes. So, okay. So when you get on the table, so fully clothed, it's a really like a sensory deprivation experience. You have it. You have a a eye mask on. You're covered, you know, with a blanket. And, you know, I've got beautiful music and beautiful smells. And you just kind of walk into the space and it feels like all of your tension just goes, even just walking into the space before you even get on the massage table. (laughs) And it's. It is quite amazing. So you come in, you get on the table, um, and I basically just start using and bringing through this Reiki energy, which I was attuned to, and it can feel like a like a lot of times people get off the table saying, oh, my God, I just felt like I've slept for a week. You know, you, you get up and you are – completely revitalized because essentially you've replaced all the toxic feelings, you know, the really strong emotions and the anger or the irritation or, you know, all of the things that you have to do in your life it gets cleared in that moment, and it gets right into your nervous system. So essentially, it is another tool to regulate your nervous system. And you can kind of think of it this way. If you think of your body like a pool, and you've got like some boulders at the very bottom, and then as you go up, the rocks get smaller and smaller and smaller, until on the top you've just sort of got this like gravel. And what the Reiki energy does, it actually starts to clear away the the rubble from the top down hmm so it moves away the first the little rocks and then the bigger rocks and then the bigger rocks and you know of course to get to the bigger stuff and the boulders it's going to take more than one session it's not a it's not a one <laughs> you know a one-time thing like all your problems are cured yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah which is an important thing to note for all alternative healing actually it's it's never a one and done it's always a consistent practice to make really big shifts in your life so when you are on the table, you a lot of people fall asleep. I would say ninety percent of my clients completely fall asleep, um, and it just makes you really revitalized. It's it's better than sleeping because it's actually clearing out you know toxins and, and emotional situations that are really at the forefront of your mind. So. You know, I mm. kind of say it's like an induced meditation, but it's even stronger than that.
0: Mm. Oh, it's like a really than healing kind yeah. of sleep, by the sound so of really it.
1: Really healing sleep, yeah. yeah. And, and if you don't fall yeah. asleep, that's okay too. It still works. But
0: mm. yes. So, can you explain a little bit about what you mean by it's the kind of energy you were or that you were attuned to? What is that yeah. process?
1: Yeah, so I also run attunement courses and can do attunements for other people. Uh, it's, the, the process is really saying a meditation, setting an intention, and uh, I have a certain thing that I say and I go over your body and, you know, I, you know, I intend that you be attuned to this Reiki. And it works.
0: <laughs> so you you went through this process with someone else to I to someone to did this Reiki. to
1: me that's correct and now I do it for other people
0: ah so it's like passing it down the line kind of thing
1: you do yeah yeah oh. so I would be considered a master and as a master I can pass it down and all of my students can also go up to master level ah and so
0: where did you, why did you or I should say. How and why did you come to first start uh, doing the Reiki and, and being a yeah. and thinking that it was a good thing for you to do? What's to do. the sort of story yeah. behind that?
1: Well, I suppose I was always interested in like alternative healing, you know, spiritual type stuff. Um, I just was interested in it. I would read books, I'd go to crystal shops, I, you know, it's just something that I really, really liked. Um, And my stepmother as well was a was a reader, like a psychic reader. So I feel like it was always kind of a part of my life. And she'd been giving readings to me since I was like 13. So I really had already had the experience of this is real, you know, I can I can see this in the world. And when I got to a certain age, it was after I had my second son, Sorry, my, my second child. Um, and I was, there was a local class and my friend was like, oh my gosh, do you want to do this? You know, it's Reiki Tuma. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, sure, why not? i have always, always kind of a yes person. <laughs> you never know unless you try. Mm. Uh, and I did that and it was a really interesting experience. I had this like energy sensation, like rush up from my feet all the way to the top of my head. And it was like this heat and this like buzzing that was like sitting at the top of my head and i was like oh something is happening this is really weird um and then i was just encouraged to keep going i think my reiki master was like oh, i really felt something i think you've got a gift um you know if that felt good for you i recommend continuing with that so mm. <laughs> so i did that's kind of how it happened
0: and was that in australia or was that in in mm-hmm. california before you came here
1: it was in Yes. Oh, in Yes. <laughs> Who'd have
0: thought? Oh no! <laughs> More things happen in Yes than people realize.
1: And that's true. Which is also why I'm running my event. But we will talk about that later. Yeah, but exactly. There's For so sure. much
0: going on here. For sure. So, what yes. may I ask? What brought you to uh, to Australia from from California via, yes. or I should say, from Israel via California?
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. How did um, the first well, step
0: happen, and then how did the second step happen? <laughs>
1: Well, love, of course. Uh (laughs) That's why we all end up here. Um, So I was 25 in California, living in San Diego, and I just kind of felt like there was something more for me. I was just, you know, doing lots of going out and, you know, just, yeah, whatever, just being young, and I was kind of ready to, like, move into that next stage of You know, being young and dumb to sort of doing something with my life, and you know, I couldn't sort of see that happening from the situation I was currently in. So I just was like, "Well, I'm going to completely change my life." So (laughs) I um, looked for programs. That was the easiest way. Like, not incrementally. Like, let's just do it all at once and get it over with. Mm -hmm. So I, I just started looking for opportunities to travel, and it was you know, kind of like the stuff like, "Oh, let's teach English in China," or like you know, stuff like that. So. Um, being Jewish, I started looking into like, you know, Jewish programs and stuff. And there was a program about teaching Israeli kids English. And the idea was that they wanted native English speakers teaching their, their, you know, their children to speak English properly, instead of, you know, like Israelis with an Israeli accent trying to teach their children English. Mm -hmm. So they were because obviously English is the language of the world. And most people in the world don't speak Hebrew. So um, that was something that was really important to them, and so they I sent in an application and they accepted fifty students from all over the United States, and I was one of the students. and so I went on this trip in this program, and we stayed in what's called this Mercas Klita, which is like an absorption center. And it was terrible. It was like it was like tile and metal bunks, and a hot plate to cook on, and cold showers, and and cockroaches, and it was, it was all re- the things
0: you don't want to absorb. What a bizarre name, things- an absorption center.
1: I know, because it's like absorption into the country, right? right? Like come into our culture. Not that that's the culture, but yeah. So it was really like, ooh, okay, this is, wasn't sure. I wasn't ready for this. Um, and then my husband was there on a exchange program for firefighters. So he ha- was from, he's from Sydney, and he was there in Israel, and he was doing... Uh, like a a year-long exchange program. So he was a firefighter there. And they also chucked him into the absorption center.
0: So,
1: <laughs> on the fourth floor with no elevators. <laughs> 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 so every time I had to go see my my handsome firefighter Australian, I had to hike up four stories. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love is in the air, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we just met really organically there. Of course, like I saw him riding down in his bike and his fireman's uniform. And he said something, you know, quintessentially Australian. Like, Good day mate. or something.
0: <laughs> and I was like
1: 25 and this young American. And I was like, Oh my God. So, um, you know, and it was really funny. He said, "Oh, do you wanna do you wanna go for a run?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's go for it sure. I'll, I'll meet you back later." <laughs> um, and then, you know, we started. He's like, "All right, let's go." So we started going, and he literally starts running, and I was like oh, running, I I jog, <laughs> <laughs> or like walking quickly, you yeah, know, right. and, he, yeah. and he was like, oh, yeah, okay, so then we just slowed our gate down, and we had a little jog to this little park, which they call Lover's Park, <laughs> and um, this is a beautiful park, you know, it's got like arbors, and rose gardens, and gondolas, and swans, and it's just this beautiful little park, and um, yeah, we, we, we went there and ended up sitting on a bench under a tree, talking for three hours. All the things, and you know, we really connected from, uh, you know, on a spiritual level. Both of our, you know, beliefs in something, you know, beliefs in the universe, and you know, all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. that really, that really bonded us together. And that was kind of it. And then, you know, two weeks later, I moved into his room. And then six <laughs> weeks after that, I moved to Australia. <laughs>
0: well just you know that's um that's taking your time isn't it
1: (laughs) yeah you're right i was just like a leaf in the wind i was like i'm 25 like i just like there's no situation that i can't get myself out of yeah so like let's just go with the flow and see what happens
0: (laughs) wow so both your programs were finishing or did you both just leave early to rack off back to australia
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, right, (laughs) so David's program was finished, and he had actually finished prior, his end date was July 19th, and he decided that he wasn't ready to leave, so he extended his flight, and then my flight, believe it or not, came into Israel on July 19th. Uh Uh-huh. So there was like that little there was little coincidences that were popping up here and there. There's so many. That's the biggest one, but you know, I remember I was like, Oh, you know, I got here on July nineteenth. He's like, Oh, my original flight to leave was on July nineteenth, but I stayed.
0: <laughs> and he he wasn't sure why he stayed? He just stayed
1: No, he just wasn't ready to go.
0: <laughs> there you yeah. go. Oh, that's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Oh what yeah, a what a beautiful. lovely romantic story. We love we love that kind yeah. of thing here. <laughs> On yes. Little,
1: really, yes. <laughs> okay. So if
0: you've just tuned in, I'm talking to Mel de young. Um, not, um, uh, you might think we're talking about romantic encounters, but in fact, <laughs> we, uh, we started off talking about, um, Mel's practice of Reiki and how she came to that. So now we've ended up up in, in Israel at a, uh, what was the word? It, absorption Um, center
1: (laughs) or absorption
0: center oh well it sounds like an incredible thing and then you both ended up in australia that's gorgeous um so so mel thanks for explaining all that and so the other things that you do offer here for people in yas apart from reiki um do you offer that um sort of from your house or do you have a center here in yas
1: yeah, no, my the front room. I have an office space right in the very front room of my house, and I right. do my. I have a a treatment center here.
0: Hmm. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, okay, yeah. So tell me a bit about. Um, you said to me earlier that you also read tarot cards. What's your history with yeah. that?
1: Yeah, so I would say the tarot cards sort of came after the Akashic Records. So can we just take a little dive? Absolutely.
0: Tell me what on earth Akashic Records are. (laughs)
1: Okay, okay. Yes, beautiful. So remember earlier I talked about energy. Yeah, everything has an energy. Absolutely everything. Every event is imprinted in time the earth holds on to that space. So the Akashic Records is basically an energetic database of everything that has ever happened on the earth, essentially. So like your Akashic record path would have all of your lives since. So uh, it, it's based on the belief in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be, you have to believe in reincarnation to understand the system. So any life that you've ever lived uh, is energetically stored in this energetic database. And I was also attuned into this space to be able to access them and pull down information and basically read all of your past lives and everything you've ever gone through.
0: So how does that, um, what does that look like if someone comes to see you to learn about their records?
1: Yes, so... um, I used to do a really, really big reading and I would still do them. I do them a little bit less because they're quite demanding of my energy and my time. Um, but essentially what would come up in, in the record in a reading that I would do would be things and patterns that you are living through in this moment that have to do with stuff you've carried over from a past life. So you, we tend to repeat these patterns until we listen. And until we like learn the lesson uh, and then also usually about, you know, three things will come up from your, you know, your current life. So, you know, something that might have happened when you were nine or 22 or 35 and and these are highly emotionally charged situations that we then have developed belief systems and it affects the quality of our everyday choices. So the reading is all about identifying the belief system that we have and why we do the things that we do and understanding why our life looks the way it does because maybe we're not that happy, you know? How did this happen? How did that happen? Why do I keep attracting the same situation in my life? And it all comes down to a belief, a belief you have about yourself, a belief you have about the world and, and a general way that you operate in situations. And until you sort of recognize that and bring awareness to it, you'll keep doing the same thing. And you'll keep making the same choice and you'll keep attracting the same stuff in your life and being in the same situations. Mm. So it's really, really about getting a very, very behind the scenes picture of, you know, how have you, how, where, why, and how did you end up where you are today? Mm. And actually, how can we empower you through knowledge to be able to start changing, and actually creating the life that you do want, and that comes down to shifting your beliefs mm.
0: so there's a lot of work around this in very many areas of, of belief systems and not necessarily having to believe in you know past lives or no, or correct. earth records to do it either. so yes, what's sort of the the difference here, and how does that information kind of come to you when you're yes. working with someone?
1: Yeah, so the information always drops in intuitively from whoever would be doing this, you know, mindset work. There's very practical ways to do mindset work where you might say, look, most, a lot of people feel, you know, like they're not worthy or like they're not good enough or and and you can sort of work backwards from those feelings and say, you know, like, do you ever feel like that? Oh, maybe I do or maybe I don't. And then you can kind of break that down. And usually at the end, the person will be like, oh, yes. (laughs) So it often will whoever is doing this kind of work around belief systems, there's Generally, always an intuitive source. So we just kind of know. You know, I mean, I suppose back in the day, you might have called it psychic work, we don't really talk, you won't really use that word anymore, because it's so stigmatized with like telling the future, right? Mm. But like, you know, psychic doesn't mean telling the future that it's psychic really just means picking up and hearing that quiet voice that's outside of us that we do all have access to. So it's just doing training, and really attuning to that information, you know, and it's that gut feeling, you know, that's something that's widely accepted, like, oh, what is your gut feeling about this? Like, that's a language we tend to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really is. That's what your intuition is. It's it's a gut feeling. Mm. So people can train in uh, allowing themselves to receive more of this information and to really start to learn how to listen to that. So Anybody who's doing this mindset work will generally have a source which is intuitive to get you through it. And it can look very practical, asking lots and lots of questions like you might see in a therapist's office with cognitive behavioral therapy and things like that. Or you can branch out into the other world and and have very similar, you know, often deeper, uh, quicker transformations than you would if you went to, say, just a psychologist or a therapist. Mm. Um, So my source of information, essentially, I have questions that I ask and I kind of do that in a format of yes or no. And once I collect this information and I have, you know, I have a bit of a chart of like emotions that I can read from um, and I just use all of those sort of information and then I end up pulling it together like a big puzzle. Mm. And then I can look at, you know, what age you were when this happened. And these are the things that came out of that, you know, because of that situation, when you were 12, you actually feel, uh, you know, judgmental, like that could be something like the energy judgmental could be something that somebody often finds that they're doing. But we find out then it came from that one situation when you were nine. And that's when you made that decision that somehow being judgmental served you. Mm. And And oftentimes Mm. we just keep on doing it, even though it doesn't serve us any longer. But at the time it did. Yeah. That's always important to remember. Mm. At that moment in time, that's what your ego, you know, said, oh, we're going to protect you from pain. You need to be judgmental in this situation. (laughs) And then, yeah. We just hold on to it and all of a sudden it goes, oh, actually, that was very unnecessary to be judgmental in that situation and I've actually created something that I actually didn't desire or don't want.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, isn't it, how uh, things and events that happen. um, Because from my um, Qigong kind of uh, Chinese uh, system of energy, it's the same thing as what you're saying, that our energy field contains everything that's basically ever yeah. happened to us yeah. and stays in there. And then um, the belief systems also, or your beliefs are also, because they're based in like just thoughts about yourself they're yeah. also, and thoughts are also energy. That yeah, you know right. the whole thing um, kind of interacts like that. So the Akashic is an interesting name. It sounds somehow I don't know <laughs> Egyptian or Middle Eastern to me. What's what's yes. the history of where does this come from? This system.
1: Um, it's interesting because you'll find a lot of different information. I think it, mostly it means sky, uh, oh. and it's yeah Akash. It, it means sky, uh, and um, it's you you can find it in the Hindi. Uh history uh, in you can find it in Japanese. you can essentially find some reference to this source in every single culture mm. but they've all called it different things over times mm. and it's you know sky like it's which is the concept of it just being out there right yeah, like out there above the universe you. basically. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really interesting, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, so to tarot, yeah. Yeah, so then how does that link to tarot? Akashic records, yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the Akashic, basically, I've been reading Akashic records for almost 10 years, shy of 10 years. And so my, you know, the ability to channel information, pull through information is incredibly strong. So when I picked up the tarot cards, I just, it was something I never wanted to do. I was like, yeah, tarot, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, no, thanks, not for me. Uh, And then it just sort of kind of appearing into my life. Uh, And I was like, oh, okay, tarot, I guess I'm going to look at these cards. And I'd actually, it's funny because I had bought a deck a really long time ago. I never touched it. One of my friends came to me and said, oh, I'm starting to read. I was like, oh, here, have this deck. I don't use it. Just have it. Uh, and then I swear it was like two weeks later, I it just came down to me. I was like, "Oh, I need to learn tarot." <laughs> so I went and I bought another deck. <laughs> now
0: I'm giving my cards away. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. I went and I bought another deck, and um, uh, and then I started the journey. And essentially, what happened is when I started looking at the tarot. Now the tarot has an absolutely fascinating historical. Um, you know background, but when it 's they 're rich with symbology and numerology and color therapy color um, theory and um, mythology and religion and it 's all in these cards in symbolic form, so when I looked at the cards and I started learning them, all this information just kept just channels down to me. As I look at the card, so it's a source again for my intuition to speak to me, hmm. and that's really what all of the cards do. If you read any kind of cards, basically your, you know, your gut or your intuition looks, and you just kind of get a message, and you go, oh, "I'm really noticing that rose in the picture, and I'm really feeling like this rose resembles a friendship." And it just, you just kind of get these, you know, these feelings and you just have to trust and be guided with it. And you might share that with someone when you're doing a reading, you say, there's something in here. This rose is really saying to me, you know, it's white, it's about peace. And I'm just really feeling like there, you know, you've made up. There was a fight with a friend and you're entering a moment of peace and they go, oh, my God, yes. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how it works. But it's just our gut feeling and, and it's just us being trained, entrained into into you know be able to receive and interpret those messages and having the confidence to share those messages mm. uh, and to i mean it's amazing to be honest i've i mean i, I this is how I, I, I can i say this i've never been wrong
0: <laughs> you can say whatever you
1: like <laughs> you might not believe me but like i've i've never been wrong I just share something and it starts some kind of conversation that ends up to be something that that person really needed to hear and that time to help them move forward in their life. Mm. So the Akashic record and my channeling and my psychic muscle and all of that became very strong in the 10 years I was doing the records. So when I picked up the tarot and I find, I find the tarot really enjoyable way to work with people. It's very quick. Um, my kashuk records, they take about three hours of my time, and then it's about a two-hour delivery, this particular reading that I do. So the tarot is very quick. You just mm. get to ask a question or you have, you know, you're have—you you confused about something in your life. You're not sure how you feel about it or what it means to you or should you or shouldn't you or, you know, like life, right? Mm, like, yeah. We're constantly making decisions every day, and sometimes those decisions are what we have for breakfast. And sometimes those decisions are, am I still happy in my life? Am I still happy in this job? Is this job still serving me? I'm really confused. What happens if I looked at this other thing that I've been thinking about? And it really, the tarot helps, it actually taps into the subconscious thoughts of that other person, which then allows them to really organize and trust their own thoughts and feelings, the things that they already kind of knew But the tarot is like confirming, oh, yes, I did think that. Thank you for confirming that because that actually feels really good. Mm. So it's like a validation of somebody's own thought processes.
0: Mm. And then sometimes you're paralyzed as well and and can't make a decision at all. So I imagine that could be helpful. Um, So so today's that intuition or those messages that you say they just come down to you is yeah. it—is it sort of in the form of images or sounds or feelings or words for, or anything yeah.
1: so all for everybody it's different yeah for me it's literally just something I know and the term for that is claircognizance And I'm also tapping into your energy so I can read your energy and then tap into a knowing. And reading the energy is called clairsentient. Mm. So I would be considered clairsentient and claircognizant. But, you know, people who are clairaudient hear voices. People who are clairvoyant see images. Uh, Not just images like a spirit walking around, but they might even just get an image in their mind and then they have to use words to interpret that. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's
0: another whole episode of a radio show, I'm sure. Sure is. Uh, on SFM we're talking with uh, Melissa DeYoung on Women's Voices this morning about her very interesting energy work. And so, unbelievably, it's 22 Mel, and we need to talk about your event. So please um, yes. tell everyone what's happening. Okay. Mel has planned this this holistic wellness event, which is being held at the Mar and Bateman Primary School, uh, 6th and 7th of April. So let us know. How, well, how, no. and why more would be most interesting right. to me? How and why you've set this event up, and then just a few yeah. details about sort of what's going, what it's going to involve
1: yeah beautiful okay so it's on April 7th it's from 10 to 5 and it's a real expo style so there's a lot of practitioners I think I've got about 25 at the moment lined up and they're all people who believe in holistic wellness now holistic wellness is seeing the body as a whole so understanding that you can't ever really feel completely well unless you look at three parts of you your mind your body and your spirit so there are so many different modalities that work into this, you know, like Qigong, of course. So Kath is also going to be doing a drum circle for us um, and talking about um, other beautiful things that you do. But it's going to be various different modalities for you to go and try. So all the practitioners are actually have a little sample prepared for people to see what it might be like to work with them. So, you know, I've got somebody doing acupressure and, you know, they'll, she'll have a chat with you and, and then she'll show you a part on your body that you can push when you're feeling this way or, you know, I've got somebody who does Bowen therapy and she's going to be there showing you, you know, what Bowen therapy can do to help release like that neck and shoulder tension or, you know, things like that. I've got somebody who's a fertility coach and she uses hypnotherapy. So, you know, her idea is that she's going to have a little recording of her and you can sit in the chair and listen to her putting you into a little bit of a hypnotic state and what that might feel like to hear her voice. So it's really the opportunity, and I think especially in the regional community, when a lot of this stuff seems very foreign and very hard to access. And it's really a huge part of wellness. And so the idea is to be able to allow people who have never heard of these things or have been absolutely curious about how you look after your mind, body and spirit. And they get to come and it's $10 at the door and they get to come and they actually just get to have conversations. With all these people, most people are local. So if you wanted to continue your healing journey with them, that would be something you could do. I've had to bring in some, I've had to outsource some people, but the experience will still be amazing. You'll still learn so much about that particular modality and what they do. So, yes, the idea is about knowledge. It's about um, feeling more empowered in your health choices. You know, we, we go to the GP and we go, I don't feel good, fix us. Uh, and, you know, obviously there is a level of that that is incredibly important, but there's also a lot that your GP can't do to make you feel better. And, and it's tapping into what else is out there, you know, mm. and, and feeling empowered that you can actually do stuff and you don't need to put that you know, out to everybody. Like, yes, you can hire for to get alternative healings. And, of course, that's that's something you can do. But there's also so much that you can learn to do just on your own or with YouTube or, you know, on the computer from home or, you know, like the classes that you run, you know, come do Qigong in your home. I've got these classes, mm. you know. So there's so many affordable ways to actually start looking after your health holistically. And the idea is that this is the space where people can just start to learn, about all of that stuff, that whole other world.
0: Yeah, just being an, an entry point kind of thing.
1: Yes, it's an entry point for people. So I want men, I want seniors, I want, I want everybody there. You know, I don't, it, like generally it's this middle-aged women that are attracted to this stuff, but it can really benefit everybody and what a better place the world would be and what better relationships we would have mm. if we all just embraced that.
0: Yeah. So it's been, and I know that it's been a, a a lot of work for you, Mel, to set up this yeah. thing. So, <laughs> what what sort of uh, was the the trigger point, or what have you, to set yeah. you off on this journey to yeah. to to, to uh, as you said, well, you've been in Yash for more than you've been here for ten years, or oh, 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 about nine Not years, yeah, nine years. And um, so, what sort of brought you to this point of right, that's it, I'm actually going to hold this this yeah. big event for everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was really interesting. There's a woman, and she's gonna be. She's going to be at the um, event as well. And she lives in Adelaide. And she said, "Oh, my son lives in yes, and I do. You know this and that and the other mediumship and Reiki and blah blah blah." And I was wondering, did you want to like you know, was there an event that you were running or do you run events? I want to you know, I love the opportunity to be a part of it. And I just sort of like, oh, well, not really. And I you know, <laughs> and I didn't want to run a psychic fair. And, and so anyways, we just were chatting and I thought, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm really passionate about holistic wellness. And that was the birth of it. And it's pretty much just run from there. And I think for me, look, I before I entered this world, I was somebody who was very reactive. I would say easily irritable. I would yell and get mad at my children a lot more than I was comfortable with. You know, discussions and conversations with my husband were harder than they needed to be. And it was because none of us were taking the time, neither of us were taking the time to sort of fill our cup and neither of us were taking the time to be like, well, wait a second, what's actually happening? Why is it like this? Why am I irritable? Why am I reacting? Why? And then just sort of, you know, the Reiki was my entry point. And then it was like, oh my gosh, like there's all this stuff that you can do and it heals. It all heals. It heals the mind so that you can be more present in the moment so that you can choose how to react Instead of just reacting emotionally and causing bigger problems, so for mm-hmm. me it really came from this experience and then also being a mother of three and, and knowing um, you know finances are tight and it's hard to spend money to, to look after yourself so this opportunity is also a really affordable way so we, we don't have to use money as a block to try and look after ourselves um, yeah. you know you do have to you do have to set time aside for yourself and, and for some people that's incredibly challenging and that is something that I've learned and I'm still learning. You know, I matter. I am going to go pay for that class and I am going to go to that class. And yes, I'm going to ask somebody else to look after my children, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and that's a huge decision for people to make. And I'm still practicing at it, you know, but I'm doing it more and more. And the way that I show up for my family after I have filled my cup or done something like that is just so much more beautiful. I'm really present, you know, and I can really see and listen and hear my world, and it's just a really gorgeous way to be able to interact with your family and the world around you once you've taken that time. So that's really my big why, is sort of saying, actually, I know that you guys, like, I know that people have a hard time in their relationships, and I know that people have a hard time with being a parent, and I know how absolutely triggering it is. And and, and I know that when you actually start entering this world, it takes time, but that stuff really starts to shift And I I want that for everybody, you know, and I also want people to feel like there's another solution out there besides taking a pill because oftentimes when we start taking medicine, first of all, we might not need to, and secondly, we might need to. But it's important to know that, like, you might not need to take that pill. You might actually, if you did this or that, those symptoms could prop, could relieve themselves naturally. And, you know, when you take a pill, it often causes this and it causes that. So it's just being able to say, well, wait a second, there are natural and clean and healthy ways. And I can try to provide symptom relief for myself instead of just calling on you know, like taking something at the GP.
0: Mm. It's taking a level of responsibility for yourself, yeah. isn't it? And you're yeah. right. I mean, you're dead right. There's so many things that we can do. Um, and it's in our psyche, I suppose, that that you go to the doctor and in our Ooh. society that the, the, you know, the experts hold the knowledge and we need to, you know, receive it from them. And there's not a lot of emphasis put on, on self knowledge yeah um, and other things that you can do so i mean exactly right our lifestyle choices choices and our our yeah. diets and what we yes. just what we do um, generally you know can have a massive impact on on our health it was interesting hearing you mel talk about you know how you would get quite uh, stressed out with your family and yell a lot at your kids and all that kind of thing. I mean I went through exactly the same thing and then I learned yeah. through meditation, which is one yes. of the you know like most basic kind of self yeah. treatment things you can do and literally doesn't cost anything it's um, okay. <laughs> <is>, um, <laughs> just through that observing i mean now i know people get a lot the wrong idea about meditation that it's about clearing your mind and and i mean you're always going to have thoughts so it's not about having no thoughts it's just yes. really about observing and not judging those thoughts yes. and what i found is that uh that combined with really observing my body and yes. emotions and feelings when i did react and yell at the kids for instance or whatever really just started to give me um just a bit of space. And yeah. and that that space of not having not reacting straight away. And yes. So as, so as the, when the kids were younger, you know, I found that, um, quite invaluable, like to it me, is. because I, I, I was, you know, getting more upset than <laughs> you know, getting so you angry so and, 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 and yeah, all those things and going up to the washing line and, and crying and, yeah. and, and then, but yeah. so what I learned about that, you know, observing that our thoughts actually physically affect our body, our thoughts going That's to, right. you know, or, thought's going to emotions going to you know affecting your body that when you can observe that and just slow it down and and take that little step back it can make such mm-hmm. a difference hey with your you have um, more choices. relationships you, yes, yeah yeah yes. you can choose to sort of just calm you down and see just, them for just being yes. whatever the yes. crazy kids that they are and that's totally yes. normal and it's just and, yeah. and also all that ties in with your beliefs too I learnt as well like if you have yeah. a belief that your children should always be polite and yeah. should never talk back and should always clean their rooms then every time the kids do stuff that is not one of those things which is let's face yeah. it all the time then you will instantly react um, to that because she, it's going yeah. against yeah going against your your belief system and all that kind of stuff yeah. so it's all it's all kind of tied together and I think that there's like you said, there's so many different modalities and things, but but in essence in essence I think they all work with energy and emotions. And and just in different ways. So I think it's great having this kind of event where people can just try lots of um different things. And I believe that that Joe coming up, our next presenter on SFM, is also holding something at that uh at that event, okay. so she may um, talk about that too yes. as well. Yeah. So um, I think it's and very reasonable, do- only ten dollars. Um, yeah. Now that you're charging for people to enter, and then I, I want to tell hard. you
1: about your other option. Yeah, yeah. Do
0: do tell us. We've still got a few so minutes left.
1: This is what we call the VIP ticket, and what I've done is I've actually set up. Presenters, not presenters, they're facilitators. And so there's five of them going on in room A and room B. And those things, you're doing one of those courses, Kath. And in this experience, you spend $130 and you get an evening before, which is BioDanza priority access to stalls. There's a little scavenger hunt and a door prize, a really fun event. Um, And then the next day, you show up at 10 and you get to do, so like group A, we have um, the drum circle, all abilities, chair, yoga we've got qigong a mediumship demonstration and a breath work and then in group b we've got hatha vinyasa flow yoga a spacious tranquility meditation a feminine activation tapping for happiness so tapping is a um, belief system pattern interrupter when we're in highly emotional situations so it's about tapping um, and using that pattern interrupter to make yourself happier and then ending with a beautiful sound healing so this is if you maybe kind of already know a little bit about it you're ready to go oh my god yes i absolutely need that self-care day and evening and it sounds really amazing and fun and i'm going to pay 130 bucks for it because let's be honest one one healing usually costs 130 bucks Mm,
0: mm, so you're at
1: least so you're getting five (laughs) (laughs)
0: five for the plus one that's excellent can you just quickly (laughs) yeah could you just quickly tell us what is biodanza
1: beautiful so biodanza is um basically body awareness through dance so okay. it's connecting to the body, again, like Qigong would um, encourage you to do the same. Mm-hmm. But it's actually really fun, and it runs like a bit of an icebreaker, the way we're doing it. So, you know, she'll, she'll she'll be leading the dance and saying, okay, now lead your dance with your knees. Now lead with your elbows. Lead with your hips. And, you know, it really gets you into every space of your body, mm-hmm. loosening up your muscles and, and really having a laugh and having fun.
0: Well, yeah, I'm just doing it right now. Just when you said yeah. lead with your knees, do with your elbows. I mean, I'm just yeah. sitting in the studio here, but I'm sort of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. doing some little moose, and already I can feel that that's, that, that's quite fun because who would ever think of leading it's a really dance fun. with your elbows? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's really fun and it's essentially really beautiful because it's going to bond the VIP ticket holders with all of their event providers the next day, which means when you show up the next day, there's going to be a real sense of familiarity and a real sense of warmth and, you know, comfort and, and feeling very held and embraced and supported in that space for your entire day of healing. Mm. So these tickets are limited. So, you know, um, au. And there's a Facebook event page as well, Holistic Wellness Taster, and that can lead you to the VIP event page as well. It's really easy to find um, and there's all kinds of information up there for you. And it's something that I encourage you just to be a yes person. (laughs) Just give it a try.
0: Just say yes. So holisticwellnesstaster.com.au. Yeah. Right, great. That's good. You anticipated my next question, which is <laughs> how do people find these things? Find this. Right. Yeah. So there's a few VIP tickets left and then yep. everyone else can just turn up at the door, so yes. you've got no limit okay. on that's numbers right. there. Yeah. No, that's
1: correct.
0: Mm. Yeah. And it'll and we've be got
1: a Japanese food stall there, which is pretty cool. I'm excited about that actually. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you don't need Something to bring a little much. Bit different. Yeah. No, you don't need to bring lunch. And they've got, you know, vegan, gluten free and just regular like traditional Japanese teas. And yeah, just something a little bit special, a little bit different.
0: Yeah, that sounds brilliant. Um, and at the Murren Bateman New Byron Murren Bateman Primary School, which will yes. be an interesting opportunity for people who don't have kids there to go and see that as well.
1: Uh, It's a beautiful school, actually. I had a nice tour through it. And, yeah, not only are the facilities gorgeous and the toilets are amazing. (laughs) It's always (laughs) nice to have a clean toilet. Oh, that's important. (laughs) Really nice. But the school, it's really beautiful. It's got a beautiful message. Um, Yeah, it's about the whole child. And, yeah, it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous school. So definitely a nice opportunity to come and check it out.
0: Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Mel, (laughs) here on SFM, talking about holistic wellness and Reiki, Tarot, Akashic Records, and all the things. And, um, I think by, uh, people, uh, experiencing all these things that might uh, even like shake them up a little bit and dare I say even rock their boat so I'm yes. just going to leave us here with the <laughs> tune called Rock This Boat <laughs> which I thought appropriate by Things of Stone I and Wood it. so yeah thanks for joining us Gorgeous. and everyone hop on to dot au to find out all about Mel's event and um, this will take us up to the news and after that we'll have Joe. so thanks for joining us again Mel. Thanks so much Cass. bye Bye
1: Kindling of my youth is gathered here with us tonight ¶ We're going to build a fire ¶ Never to release the hand that held us through the spring ¶ We're going to build a fire Rock this boat, rock it, gently roll my boat To the sea, the rock this boat Till the morning takes us both away